pre-taped from his office, or his bedroom, or his mom's basement, or, well, wherever the hell he is. Welcome to the only place where you can be smart on the internet. A really smart podcast with Tommy. Hey everybody, it's Tommy Smart, live in New York. Well, not really live, but pre-taped. Anyway, you know how it is. You get the point right now. Anyway, this episode is for Wednesday, October 28th. Oh my god. All the leaves are brown and the sky is gray. And the sky is gray. Oh, yeah. Anyway, how are you? This is Tommy Smart. This is my podcast, a really smart one. Welcome to it. And, you know, I just like did about 15 minutes of talking on this pod and realized, oh, no, my allergies are starting. Jeez, I'm doing this in the morning, people. I'm doing this in the morning. It's about 9. 10, of course, I still wanted to do this at 8, but the fucking computer was being a pain in the ass, and then it took about half an hour out of my time, so now I'm a little bit more awake and maybe be able to do this little podcast. Bear with me, it's like 55 degrees here in New York, so, and as my singing indicated, it's becoming fall. Fall is here, fall is here, it's a wonderful time of year, baby. So my allergies are in full swing. Uh, so, right. So, as we were saying, oh my God, it's fall, and that means people are going back inside. Oh no, that means Morona. Yeah, not really, exactly. I mean, here's what here's a, what happened. I was complaining to you guys about the kinetic Kami, De Blasio, and how he was going to put up a. Uh, Locked down certain zip codes um, that had spikes in COVID cases. And yes, some cases are rising. Rising and rising. But average is about 1.5% infection rate, which is actually really good compared to any of the rest of the country or whatever. But the thing is, people are afraid now of a second wave. They're afraid of a second wave and they're afraid of people catching another bit of coronavirus and the thing is it's not going to be another second wave it's only going to be a first wave in the pockets that weren't heavily infected before the virus just makes its way i'm not a doctor but even i can like surmise that locking people down if they do lock us down again totally eh, might see a red state in my future and i'm not a right-wing guy i think that would be a little bit of annoying but the thing is if it comes down to where I have to be afraid of being locked in a house, um, a stay-at-home order, and not being able to leave, not being able to work, not being able to make money, not be able to go see family and friends and do things, then that's this isn't America. This isn't a place I want to be. But that's considering if they lock us down again. Because New York City isn't dead. We just got used to it being, you know, on a bender, I think. Because I'll tell you, I was walking down the street the other day. I was was on 7th Ave. Going down from, like, Times Square down the pen. And it really was fairly lively. You know, I mean, people wearing the masks, some people not wearing the masks, but they're all outside and they're spread out, you know, so... Don't cause a panic. Don't cause an alarm. No need to get an alarm going. Wah, 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 wah. You know, don't be a don't be a social distance Nazi. Don't be those guys. I mean, I was at a fucking pharmacy the other day, and this fucking lady was like, "You're too close to me." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" I'm standing on 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 the on the sticker. You know, this you know what I'm talking about the stickers that are on. Stand here to be uh, proper, properly socially distanced from others, you know, when you go into a store. Look, I'm standing on the zip center. I know, but I'm standing here. And she wasn't standing on the sticker. She was standing, like, closer to me. So she wanted me to move further away from her. And I'm like, bitch, go to your fucking sticker. And I'm talking to this guy. Are you part of our conversation? You had to get this paper notarized? No, you don't. Stay the fuck out of my biz. And she just like, phew, 
bitch. It ran away. Nah, she didn't do that. But she just like, he's talking to me? <laughs> kind of like uh, Hillary Clinton or Kamala Harris. You see how they laugh and it's just like, <laughs> you know, that laugh they do where they're just arrogant. Like, oh my God, he's catching me and on my shit. And like, what am I going to do? I feel awkward. Oh, I'm just going to laugh and look cute. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, by the way, did you guys vote? No, me neither. Maybe I won't vote this year. Well, Tommy, you gotta vote. It's your patriotic duty. No, it's... Yeah, but also, it's my freedom not to vote. I mean, people. We know there's an election coming, right? Question mark? Exactly. You know there's an election coming. Everybody. Everybody knows there's an election coming. Um, and because we know that there's an election coming, we know that there comes a time where we realize, wow, I gotta go vote. But that's just what the bullshit of society is these days, people. It's just like, fuck, like, uh, you go to a store, you get a cup of coffee, vote. You go to a, a bookstore, says vote. And listen, I get it. It's important to vote. I voted every year. Who I vote for? I keep that private because I don't need to tell you people. And people are like, yeah, you gotta vote for Obama, man. You gotta vote for Hillary Clinton, man. You gotta vote for Joe Biden, man. Well, why? Why do you got people gotta tell me who to vote for? Leave me alone. Let me do my thing. Let me be free to have thought, have ideas, and vote my own way. Because I don't want to be told how to vote. Don't you love it when you watch these, like, NBC shows and CBS shows and ABC shows and obviously CNN, but where they're telling you how to vote, they actually incorporate how to vote in the shows they're watching. Like, you're watching that West Wing special. I didn't even watch it. I don't care about the West Wing. Uh, but the um, show itself is, like, taking time to, like, take a break and tell people how to vote. It's a fucking machine working for Joe Biden. Trying to get him reelected. That's what it is. He's got all of Hollywood on his side, which is kind of pathetic. Even Park Avenue too. People say like Democrats are for the for the poor people. Please get the hell out of here. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Anyway, I don't want to get political. I'm not one of those guys. But the feeling is that that's what uh what they're trying to do trying to force feature it's just annoying just leave me alone people jeez why gotta see go vote I know how to vote I know what to do we know there's an election don't need to tell us anyway anyway it's fun I can't I wanna see what's gonna happen with like comedians that actually have shows on election night People are going to be distracted. It's just going to be bombing. It's going to be like New Year's Eve where no one's paying attention to you, but you're the entertainment. Anyway, that'd be funny. That'd be funny here. Anyway, I got some cheese that's here. That's a little cheese puffs, Nutrisystem cheese puffs, which, by the way, yes, I've eaten some different things outside of the Nutrisystem thing, but I've lost a lot of weight, people. Tell me it's healthy again. I almost... I don't know. I still look in the mirror and I still look like, oh, geez, I look like fatter than I ever did. But, yo, it's good stuff, though. I'm, like, healthier, man. I'm feeling better. I've been, like, exercising every day or working out every day, almost. I mean, I'm feeling a little bit better. This way I can go into Thanksgiving. I can just eat whatever I want and just chill and sleep. Which is really just what I want, just to chill and sleep. I'm probably just saying that because it's like early in the morning. It's like 9.19 when I'm doing this on a Wednesday. And I promise people are going to bang this out earlier. I just want to prioritize some stuff. I still got to work and everything. Still got to earn a living. Um, which might be able to be able to do more time to do the pod, to be honest. Because now, let's be honest, it's going to get cold and comedians won't want to do comedy. I mean, there'll be some nut jobs that will, but, you know, it's getting colder, getting darker out, more distractions, and people want to want to do stand-up outside, they want to do it indoors, and I don't want to be the one to tip everybody off here, 
But there are some rumblings of people how to do comedy and social distancing. How to do it inside in a way that is safe for people. There are rumblings. And I think soon, which will be good, because I was a little bit concerned about a lag. I was concerned about a lag in keeping everything quiet. Because, because, I thought there would be people that would be, like, we'd be doing comedy outside and there'd be a lag for like a month or two. And the fear of a lockdown, um, again, would be looming. And so we wouldn't be doing as much as we were before. Um, and if that's the case, yo, I don't gotta live in a place like that. There's no reason why we can't do something indoors that would be safe for everybody. Um, Because if a restaurant can do it inside without giant spikes, if there can be uh, grocery stores or dry cleaners or wherever, I can actually do have people inside and do social perform their functions socially distanced and protocols. We could do, we can talk into a microphone in front of like five to ten people inside. But we'll do that when the time comes. I'm not going to be, I mean, obviously there are people that are just like aren't wearing masks or, you know, doing whatever. I got to think about the other people in the house too. Yeah. So that's the thing. Thinking about other people other than myself. (laughs) That's the thing. But no, it's, but I think it's time to. I think we just, like, also just had enough of everything. I mean, I was doing some comedy in the park, you know, last week. And it was kind of funny. It was kind of funny because I go um, from Central Park down to this one spot in the Flatiron District where a show was being put on. And I wasn't on the show. I was just there to be supportive to the other comics that were doing stand-up. And it's it's pretty funny because they put on the show and introduce people and there's like there's like nine people in the audience and they're not paying attention and they're just people that just like got a coffee and are sitting down and talking and everything like that. But so everybody's bombing all the comics and it's like. Someone goes up and does stand-up, and they're like, oh, my God, you were so brave. You were so brave. Or just, like, everybody sucks. And I see other comics that I know just, like, doing, like, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck everybody. This is bullshit. I don't want to come here. I don't want to do this anymore. Fuck you all. You're not even paying attention. And then they leave. And then they leave. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, I want to try it out. And so I ask if I can get up. And I know those people, so they let me up. And I'm like bombing, but because literally, like as I get up, like nine people leave, and there's only like one person left, and you know the comics. So everything I do just bombs, and they're just like politely watching us do our thing. And it was cool because I mean, think about it, guys. Like a lot of like what we do, it's just about being comfortable on stage. All performers. All performers, but comedians especially. It's like, how do you gauge how good you're doing when you don't, when you're not getting reactions from crowds? Well, you could say that it's because you're how comfortable you are doing stand up. You know, if if you can just go out there and tell dick jokes or or just whatever thing you do, um, if you can do comedy. And be funny, or at least just be yourself. Just be comfortable. It just comes naturally. So a lot of like how, you know, like other comics gauge how good we did. It's like gauging like how comfortable were you up there? How much fun were you having? Usually if you're having fun, it'll translate to the audience. Typically. At least in my experience. I mean, I've gone up, I've written jokes and gone up on stage and done jokes and bombed epically but just gone up and just talked and got a rhythm going once you get that first laugh you get them on your side it's usually smooth sailing from there usually so that being said I go up I bomb but it was fun 
It was just fun. It's just I, I've had a good time doing comedy this summer and even the fall now. Outdoors, it's been fun. I've met people. Um, the the community is pretty supportive because I mean, we're all just trying to get better, and we're not much better than each other. You know, there's not a lot of people that are like. There are people that are really funny, believe me, and a lot better at than me at doing this. But we're not really like no one's on the Tonight Show, no one's on Rogan, no one's you know making millions doing comedy. So it's not like we can all say we're much better than each other. We're all just one step away from being somebody, you know. Um, so it's it's been pretty cool, pretty fun, um, pretty supportive, at least in my experience. I've had fun doing it. Um, but yeah, that was the point. Basically, that's the point of the story, people, where I was just like, wow, that was actually pretty fun. Cool. And it was just challenging. You rise up the ranks and you make the challenge, you know? You bomb, but you bomb with style. But uh, there was that. And then the day, like, after. Sorry, allergies, people. But the day after, I'm doing uh, um, I'm doing a set at this other park, like, way uptown. And I really didn't have any new material or anything like that I wanted to do. And I've been writing a lot, but I was just, like, on, like, a writer's block recently. And I get up there, and I just started telling some stories about this chicken I was eating. No, no, bear in mind you. This chicken, like, every time I go to this place, I pass by this chicken check, and I go buy this chicken, and I eat the chicken. And it comes with, like, a rice or a corn on the cob. So I get corn on the cob, and I go back to sitting and doing my thing. And I'm eating this chicken and this corn on the cob, and the host is like, wow, tell me you're the first person I ever saw eat corn on the cob in person. Damn. And I'm like, why, why is that so funny to you people? Why is that weird? Well, it's not weird. It's just... I never seen anybody eat chicken or corn on the cob in public. I'm like, well, you are now. That's me. So I kind of riff on that, and I get some other stuff going too. Um, you know, stories about friends and family and you know stuff, and I get them laughing. I'm like, cool. And I didn't record it, and I was like so fucking pissed because I was like, fuck, that was actually really good. And so I just wrote down everything that I said that worked, and I'll mix and match that. So I got some, like, notes about jokes and everything. So I'll go from there. But then after that... Oh, oh yeah. Tired people. You know, this reminds me of my radio days, doing, stand, doing radio in, like, morning. And it's like... Yeah, doing it in the morning, because we used to do the show the screening room at like 8am so we had to get up at like 7 to get there like it took like a half hour to get to the eh, like 15 minutes half hour taps to get over to the station and get ready for the show and everything like that and so that wouldn't take long but it would take some time and yeah then we'd still be tired and still like deprived off coffee or anything like that you can go up and it was cool Sounds kind of like what I'm feeling right now. Still a little drowsy, but hey, comedy people, it's a funny time. It's come on, we gotta get this out while we still can, people, while we still can. Anyway, where was I with the story? Um, so I'm doing, um, so yeah, so I do that mic, and then afterwards there's a show that I was on, I got 10 minutes, and I'm sitting there, and like there's like a headliner on the side, watching us, and then there was some other comics I knew go up, do their time, 10 minutes is a long time, even by show standards, but it's, he was doing his time, and some people are oh, actually pretty funny, but they're just like not used to doing 10 minutes, because nobody does 10 minutes, I mean, even if you do 10 minutes at like an open mic, really, if they have the option, people are like, yeah, we don't want you to do 10 minutes, it's too long watch someone who's not seasoned yet do that much time so 
the guy and everybody does their time, right? And I go up and I tape it and I'm just like really in my zone. I'm really just focused. And I do joke after joke after joke through my whole entire act. And then I'm, I get single and wrap up. And I realize that I did about ten and a half minutes. That means, and I didn't get through all my material. I got through most of it, but not all of it. But I had enough for like two, three more jokes that I could do. Meaning, when you factor in laugh breaks and everything, I got like almost 15 minutes of stuff that works, stuff that kills. Awesome. Like, that's fucking awesome. Like, I got you know 10 15 minutes of material you got to factor in laugh breaks you got to factor in people actually like laughing and taking the time with it and then i have some stuff that i wrote like since and performed since um doing outdoor shows and so i have about like 18 minutes of material but that's like huge at least in my world that's huge maybe not to you guys but to me it is <laughs> but yeah so there was that and then Anyway, I thought that was a great story. And then I go home, and that's it. So I did 10 minutes of comedy people in a park. And that kind of, like, wraps it up for me, where it's like, all right, this time is almost over. It's almost ending. And I think that's, um, if I, that's like the big crescendo. That's enough for me. I can do that. You know, even though there was like a little bit of a lag, I was like, all right, that's, you know, something of accomplishment. At least shown that you're progressing. At least in my worldview, that shows that you're progressing to me. Um, and that's all I can really ask for, really. At least it was felt like there was some kind of accomplishment there. I mean, outside that, just uh, trying to figure out what to really do. Um, outside that, it's just been working, trying to find another job. Um, I have this bonus points for like uh, flip gold belly thing where I got some like points to get like free food and I'm like dude I need to order on that shit I need some like, fucking pizza or something maybe I'll get something from uh fucking uh I don't know something like pizza from like Chicago or something I'm like I really like like New York style pizza but at the same time I was just like hungry man maybe that's what I'm just trying to say I'm just really hungry right now I mean let's see here alright see what's going on in the world right now. Ronald McDonald appeared, appears to be canceled. Clown in Burger King mirror. Bloody Mary is getting a run for her money. As part of a Halloween publicity campaign, Burger King has summoned the mascot of its rival fast food chain. For years, a particular clown was abruptly canceled by his employer. Reads the text on a trailer Burger King released Monday on its Swedish YouTube channel. The clip then cuts to black and white security camera footage of customers walking into a restaurant bathroom and recording themselves saying, Cancel Clown, three times in the mirror. The words trigger the lights to turn off and for Ronald McDonald to appear in a mirror, causing horrified customers to make faces in the dark and run out of the bathroom, according to the rest of the trailer. Let's see... To create the prank, the chain installed voice rec recognition software on bathrooms. Business Insider reported. Do you dare make the appear? Um, let me see if I can find it. Is there like a fucking like, video here I can watch? Because I'd rather watch it than just read about it. Hold on. Alright, there's a scary movie. Come play. In theaters. Friday. Cool to see in theaters again. Holy shit. Um, let me see. There's an actual video. I want to see the video, not the... Alright, there is a spooky reflection show. Ronald McDonald. 
That kind of looks like. Oh, he's like a plastic Ronald McDonald. It's like a. He's uh. Like Joker. Okay. I can understand that. Makes sense. Alright, so you've been past us. I mean, because does anybody even, when you think of McDonald's, you even think of like Ronald McDonald anymore? I mean, back in the day, there were those old commercials that were like, Ronald McDonald, the hamburger happy clown. A McDonald's drive-in restaurant is his favorite place in town. That used to be the actual like, way you think of McDonald's. That was a mascot. But now everyone just thinks about the Golden Arches. And it's been like that for a while. And I used to work at a McDonald's back in 2010, 2012. And, uh, it was a jab. It was a jab. I mean, I got some money, I got paid for it. You know, that's what's important. I mean, outside that, that's all I got. I got some free food on my lunch break. That was nice. Um, but outside that, it was a job. But back then, I think I did this uh, big um, presentation on McDonald's for like a, for something in high school. And my researcher was telling me, like, nobody thinks about Ronald McDonald anymore. Nobody cares about Ronald McDonald. The only reason, like, people even go go to that is for, like, nostalgia's sake. Me for myself, I can understand. I understand. Back in the day, when I was a wee young blood, uh, my parents got Ronald McDonald to come to a birthday party I had. And I don't remember being scared. I don't remember being scared, but I remember it being like... <sighs> Told you it was early people. Bear with me. I tried to like... I could edit that out, but at the same time, I wanted it to be natural. But... Yeah, so Ron McDonald comes over and he's like, Yo, hey Tommy, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. And I'm like, thanks, man. When I was a little kid. And it was cool. And then he left. And that was the end of it. But, um... Yeah, that was it. I just remember those days. So Ron McDonald it was a big mask. Big, and they used to have these like little videos, too. Of like little, like, like it was like a little TV show. It was like Ron McDonald hops into like this little... Yeah, like he had a live action Ron McDonald... Ronald Donald. Then he hops into this little um, slide and becomes animated. And it's like adventures with Ronald and the Hamburglar and Grimace. And I think he had a dog too. I want to see what that was. Was that even really a thing? Let me see. Alright, so we know he's like Ronald McDonald's been canceled. Let me see. Ronald McDonald. Donald TV show. Oh yeah, the Wacky Adventures of Ronald McDonald, nineteen ninety eight comedy. The Wacky Adventures of Ron McDonald is an American animated miniseries of retail direct to video episodes produced by Classy Cuspo in association with the McDonald's Corporation, entering McDonald's mascot and the gang in McDonald Land. Alright, so this ran for five, five years. Wow. So that was pretty, uh, pretty, pretty popular. Wow, let me see. Because I remember watching this. My dad used to get it to me when I was a kid. Hold on. Throw like a copyright thing. Hold on, let me keep this low then. I just want the trailer, not the entire thing. Wow, that's a gigantic fake dog, but. Alright. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Oh, yeah. It was so campy. But hey, it worked. It was for the kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, Ron McDonald, yeah, I remember now. He had that dog, and then he went and got, 
went into this like animated McDonald land, and he had his car, and he had his friends. Yeah, yeah, there was like Hamburglar and some random other people you didn't know about, but it was cool. It's for the kids. I remember thinking it was kind of fun. Happy shoot. It's just funny. It looks like Grimace looks like he has like a big like molten lava cake turned purple. Yeah, I remember those days. What else is there? Hold on, hold on. Yeah, so no one cares about Ronald McDonald anymore. Does it, I mean, does Burger King even have... Does he even have... Do they even have a mascot? They don't even have a mascot. They just change it. They're trying to troll. They're trying to hate. If anything. I mean, that's what I think when I think of uh, Burger King. They're just trolling. Nobody cares about them. Their food's terrible, too. So that was what I was led to believe back in the day. Alright, let's see what all the leaves are brown and the sky is gray. Let's see. John Stewart returning to TV news with an Apple TV show. John Stewart's coming back to the world of TV news. The former daily host now. 57 landed a deal with Apple TV and has already signed on to make multiple seasons according to Variety. Each one of the episodes will explore a singular topic relating to current events copying a podcast. If it sounds familiar, it's because it's the same format John, John Lumper uses for his Emmy-winning HBO show Last Week Tonight. It was also the same format another digital protege used in his recent Axe Patriot Act. The season of during the 16 year or 10 year of Comedy Central is a daily show. One whopping. All right, now I talk about how great he was. Um, I don't know if I like this. I mean, I wasn't a gigantic John Stewart fan, but I gotta say though, if this is just straight like news, and this is just straight like political commentary. I mean, I remember watching him on Joe Rogan. Yeah, he he's a political thinker, obviously political humor because of the Daily Show. I never, I don't know myself. I never personally seen him do comedy that wasn't him doing um, political stuff. So I guess he can do it. And obviously, he's been like a big advocate for like first responders and stuff like that. He's been very politically active. But if it's just going to be straight news and no comedy, kind of a little bit sad about that, to be honest with you. I mean, do we need another comic telling us how our political beliefs? I get it. Like, that's part of, like, what comedy is. You make fun of that stuff. But it wasn't just, I mean, most people I know, comics I like, they're not funny like that with politics. And it's not about just, like, political humor because it just becomes, like, liberal bashing of like republicanism and it's just divisive not helping but I will say I did think it was really funny when you watched if you watch the clips of Jon Stewart on that show Crossfire that he did with uh, he came on when you had Tucker Carlson and he just like trashed the entire show and said how awful it was it's really funny if you guys haven't watched that like check it out it's called Crossfire you can find it on YouTube probably at least the one that he ended up like getting the show canceled, and the show was like canceled like a week later, and that was really funny. Um, I never been able to take Tucker Carlson the serious ever again. That was pretty funny. Uh, but I don't know him going on to Apple. He had like an animated show, which was going to be his show, The Daily Show, but as an animated show under a different name, and I thought that was going to be hilarious. I mean, it'd be a little bit wacky, a little bit weird, but it'd be kind of funny. I mean, it's so good for him. He's doing something, but he just wanted to take a break. I get to, a, to be fair, though, I don't really know why he's coming back. I mean, I think he had said what he had to say with his show. And he was talking about the grind of it and him being the one person that had to be the actual... Everyone wanted him to be the person that went to for their politics, and he was a comedian, for Christ's sake. And I think that pressure was too much for him. After a while, I might be 
you know, misspeaking a little bit, but that's what I just remember him saying. So that being said, I don't think he wanted to be that guy. I think that's why he cut loose. And then for him to go back and do this kind of show again, I think he said what he had to say before. I mean, he can say more, but I don't think he really wanted to. But then again, you just get to a point where the money's just too good and you can't decline it. Or you just get bored after a while. I think that's another thing, too. You're in this vacuum of like making a show. Especially if it's like a weekly show. You're in this vacuum of just doing the show, the show, the show. And when it's over, you almost like lose sight of like who you are and what you need to do every day. At least that's how I, I interpret it. How I see it. I could be wrong. Because it's not like they call me. And ask me like, what's going on, Tommy? And this is how, how it is. Um, but, um, that's how I see it anyway. Um, anyway. Um, but that's how I see it. All right. So good for John Stewart. He's back doing his thing here. Yeah. Sorry. I'm like, also just like getting a bunch of text messages from people. And it's kind of annoying. But let me see here. All right, so more into the news, more into the entertainment side of things in the world itself. Hold on, hold on. Let me see. All right, let's see. First flight, we're all brawl up to the plane video. Oh, cool. A fight, conflict. I want to see. Wild brawl. Board of Spirit Airlines flight from New York, New Jersey to Puerto Rico. Captured a wild brawl that erupted when the plane landed in San Juan when a woman who reportedly refused to wear a mask was tased by cops. <laughs> That's funny. She was tased. Not, I mean, that sucks, but it's like fights and stuff. Kroger, yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it, I get it. Let's see here. I don't care about Jim and Joanne, I want the video. Drug costs are out of control, but you can change it by downloading our app. Like the entire world just goes back to normal if you just like download an app. Take back control. Jeez, all right, they're not showing me the video. This kind of pisses me off. Um, okay, let me see. Here's some photos from the video. So what, they attacked, the man didn't stop when the plane landed, police were called. Alfredo told the reporter that three women who appeared to be traveling with the man also were not wearing masks, and when were not moving about the cabin while the seatbelt was on. The flight attendants, Alfredo said, asked the woman to stay seated and wear a mask. Apparently, the violence began upon landing when three male passengers began yelling racist and homophobic slurs at the three black women. According to Alfredo, Payne was spent the night in a slammer and her bail was set for 150000 according to one male at a time. That's a little nutty there. I mean, yeah, that's pretty whack. So what's the point of it? It's like basically a cop, people got into a fight of Spirit Puerto Rico flights. Capture Wild Brawl erupted. So the whole thing was that she wasn't wearing the mask and people attacked her. Wow. That's a little bit aggressive. Uh, that's kind of funny, though. <laughs> and then Tyler, like, where's your mask? <laughs> and then they're like, just like... <laughs> I mean, be, 
tasing somebody because not wearing a mask. And how is that going to stop the spread of virus? Either they have the virus or they don't, and it spreads. If they're tased, they can't wear a mask. But that is pretty funny, though. I mean, <laughs> I mean, all right. So I'm trying to watch. Sorry, I'm trying to watch this video, but at the same time, it's not letting me actually watch it. It's just doing other videos, which is kind of annoying. Um, you're a pain in the ass. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, yeah, I'm trying. Come on, I don't want tomatoes. I'm gonna keep doing other things. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Alright, fuck. Well, let me play this video. It pisses me off, man. Ah, fuck. Okay. Why does everything gotta be a pain in the ass every time I'm trying to do a podcast and they have dead air? It's annoying. Um. How am I asking to design those wacky costumes? I don't care about that. Burger King cancel Lamborghini Hall Glory display. Uh, facing backlash, tone deaf. Let's see, Kim Kardashian. Page six is facing backlash after flying her inner circle to a private island for her 40th birthday amid the coronavirus pandemic. She's 40? Wow. The KKW Beauty founder posts several pics with the family and friends, including Chris Jenner. I don't care. All right. The whole family's all there. Good for them. That's two weeks of multiple health screenings and asking everyone to quarantine. I've surprised my closest inner circle with a trip to a private island where we could pretend things were normal for just a brief moment in time. All right. Good for them. This is 40. Hashtag, this is 40. Yeah. Despite recognizing her privilege, noting the health precautions that were taken to avoid the spread of COVID-19, the Twitter user sounded off of her tone-deaf post. Tone-deaf? She's just saying something. Why has everything got to be an extreme? I don't even post stuff on, on there. I know that. Not everything needs to be like, oh, zippity-doo-dah. That's just annoying. So she was just posted the picture, and then she explained that, you know, we're healthy, having fun, being together. We know there's no virus here. Leave us alone. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. Everyone mad at this tweet is just jealous they didn't think to fly their jets to their own private island. It's obvious yet Kim is the only one who thought to do it, and that's why she's such a visionary. Y'all are stuck at work. She's a visionary. Well, hey, if you got the money, people, who cares? Who cares? Good for you, people. Good for you. Good for you, Kim. Oh, they look good. But she's 40, though? I had no idea. Who knew? Uh, let's see. Let's talk about movie theaters, by the way. So, and you know, NYC and LA to reopen this movie this year is still a glimmer of hope for the movie theater industry, despite the dismal box office sales and climbing coronavirus cases. The country's two biggest markets, New York City, still could give us sickly box office sales, a much needed jolt to the reopen before the end 2020. A true box office restart may not come as far on the horizon. MKM. Partners media analyst Eric Handler, who wrote note that Warner Brothers' Wonder Woman 1984 and Disney's Agatha Christie musical Death on the Nile are both still slated for December 2020 premieres. The analyst noted that both the Big Apple and the city of Los Angeles are inching closer to meeting their respective state criteria for reopening cinemas. Coming from Laos, cinemas to reopen in the state this weekend, and media watchers are expected to. Close, fall to close behind COVID outbreak clusters in such places as Brooklyn and Queens to shrink while Los Angeles is battling crisis cases. And there, he asked, hopefully, that Thanksgiving both cities are able to reopen. I would hope that because that would be the last thing we just needed to really get things going again.
ask people, you really just want to not have movie theaters anymore. Got to open up. About 49% of the movie houses are open in North America, but they are operating at reduced capacity and are, and are all located outside of county's highest grossing markets. Yeah, because New York City and L.A. are the biggest, highest grossing markets for movies. They need to reopen at one point. And I get it. Everybody wants to be socially distanced and everything like that. But at the same point, you got to worry about the business itself. And if you're not having movie theaters, that's not, that's jobs that aren't there anymore. Taken away completely. It's a pandemic in itself. You're not allowed to work. Um, I don't know. I, I can't predict what's going on in Cuomo's head or de Blasio's head. I think I think Cuomo knows that they need to reopen um, all different parts of um, all industries soon. They'll probably fully reopen. I told that to a guy yesterday and he was just like, wow. Like, you think we're just going to reopen everything? No, Tommy, no. And I'm like, well, yes, dude, yes, because you got to. At one point, if we're just going to be shut in in this entire state and not allowed to leave during the winter season, please. That's uh, that's going to be rough. Again, like I said, I don't want to be here. But then again, I probably will because, I mean, what, I got to move again? Please. Um, let's see, newly highly anticipated movies drop five box office, said NATO rep Patrick Hurricane with major markets like NYC Open, which accounts for around 5% of the national box office. A major release like Wonder Woman will multiply current box office many times, though, but one movie is not enough. In which Greenfield and analysts of Lightship Partners said that Wonder Woman will be released to be in cinemas on Christmas Day to be released on Warner Brothers' sister streaming service Max instead. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Well, probably at the end of the day, still reopen. I'm just saying when push comes to shove, things will reopen fully. So give it time, people. Give it time. And that's what I'm thinking. I'm more pleased to decline to comment on whether considering that possibility. Basically putting everything on HBO Max. It just comes down to like the annoyance of like, do you really just want to live in your house all day? Do you really just want to do nothing in your house all day? I don't know. Do you? Do you want to just like sit and watch television and have everything on, on, on your phone and not having to leave your house anymore? I get it's convenient. But do you really want to just do that? I don't think so. Uh, for me, it's about just like being outside with people. Although HBO Mask is trying to grow its subscriber base using Wonder Woman as a way to do that would be a very, very expensive way to do that. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money, people. That's uh, a lot of money. I'm being put, I mean, to produce entire streaming service and put that on yeah, on Netflix that was unheard of years ago um, yeah to think about it if you produce something like an Avengers movie you just put down on a streaming service and expect people just to watch it years ago 10 years ago that was unheard of I mean you could possibly deal with like a smaller like critical darling as they call it in the biz critical darlings but you're not going to do that with a with a movie that's you're trying to expect the big box office numbers. But when push comes to shove and you gotta make do with what you can. It's better than just like movie not being released movie being released and then not being released at all. At least that's the way I see it. Anyway. I don't know. This world we live in, God knows what's gonna happen, people. I I I don't know. There are fucking people on the left or people on the right. I I'm I'm just fucking sick of it myself and like I get everybody else is but at a certain point we just gotta say to ourselves we're not gonna take it no we're not gonna take it we're not gonna take it anymore cause if we do God knows what's gonna happen who knows who knows who knows who knows I mean cause I don't know I don't know what's going on I don't know what's gonna happen I mean, we could be okay in the end, but I don't want to 
speak for anybody else. Um, I mean, we could be all right in the end. I think so. I don't know. But, hey, listen, people. Again, we'll be all right. I don't know what to tell you. We'll be doing comedy again. And everything will be okay. Okay, I'm just babbling on now. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. Oh, God, this has been kind of a torturous of a podcast today. But it's all good, people. We're fine. We'll be okay in the end. In the end. Doesn't really matter anymore. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, alright. I think the cloud is finally lifted from my head from my sinuses. <laughs> so thanks for being here with me, guys, to go through that. Uh, nah, I think what I'm going to do now is I'm going to get my clothes on, put the show on, go to work, probably do some things. We'll keep you guys posted. I haven't posted much on, it, on Instagram recently the past couple of days, but I'm going to get back on that, bang this stuff out. Um, but this podcast will be out. I realize on the website, too, I totally forgot to put on the actual show from last week on the website. So I'm going to do that today. It'll be up there. This pod will be on. If you're listening to it right now, it's already on all the um, podcast apps. So listen to that. Give it a listen and be well. Um, okay, guys. That's a podcast. I'm pretty much just like going to go do my thing. But. Keep touch. We'll touch base next week. Next week, we'll have a new president. Well, not in office, but he'll be elected. And God knows which orange guy it'll be. Um, all right. Be well safe, guys. Take it, Chowski. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Really Smart Podcast as much as we <laughs> enjoyed recording it. Remember, you can listen to previous episodes on TommySmart.com or wherever you get your pods. Follow Tommy at Really Smart Comedy on all the socials. Come back next week for more bullshit.